0: RTHK News.
1: It's one o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. The headlines. An RTHK union plans to meet management to discuss journalist Nabella Cosa. A teenager is sentenced to almost four years in prison for throwing petrol bombs. And the Consumer Council says welcome supermarket's offer to freeze prices lacks transparency. The RTHK Programme Staff Union says it'll meet management this afternoon to discuss the contract of journalist Nabella Koza, whom the broadcaster wants to investigate over complaints about her aggressive questioning of officials during anti-government protests. It's understood Ms Koza has to decide by tomorrow if she'll accept the broadcaster extending the probationary period of her civil service contract so it can reopen an investigation. Union members protested against the move at an RTHK Board of Advisors meeting this morning. Gladys Chu is the Union Chairwoman.
0: If all this is established as a norm or as a given, then I feel it will impact the professional work of RTHK staff in the long run because it basically conveys the idea that if you are not um, politically reliable, meaning you are not expressing your styles of reporting or conveying messages that the authority wanted you to convey, then you will be subject to different kinds of obstacles.
1: The new chairman of RTHK's Board of Advisors meanwhile called for better communication over the probation decision. Speaking after attending his first board meeting, Lam Tai-Fai said RTHK's personnel situation is not within the scope of the Board of Advisors. He was asked if he's concerned about the incident affecting the image of the public broadcaster. I'm not in a good position to comment
0: the employment situation. To be very honest, I have very little knowledge about the employment system or the procedure, whether it's fair or not fair. It's not my job. and Also, I cannot come in the limited knowledge in this area. But obviously, they can handle better through communication. They can sit down, talk,
1: talk. I think communication can help to, to solve any problem if it happens. Democratic Party law, lawmaker Lamchuk Ting urged RTHK management to do its best to safeguard the broadcaster's editorial autonomy and to, perfect, and to protect its frontline reporters from political pressure. He questioned why Ms. Koza should be investigated for doing her job and why it's necessary to, for RTHK to reopen the investigation. Mr. Lam said he's worried that the administration may be putting pressure on the broadcaster.
2: I strongly urge the senior management of RTHK to uphold the freedom of expression, freedom of press and the uh, editorial autonomy and to try to defend their professional reporters and journalists and let them to perform their duties professionally and independently.
1: A teenager has been sentenced to three years and ten months in prison for throwing petrol bombs at Kwaichung Police Station on January 29th. Vicky Wong reports.
0: In sentencing, District Judge Amanda Woodcock said although the defendant was young and had good conduct, his intention to cause damage by setting fires was worth a lengthy sentence. Kelvin Chan, who's just turned 18, earlier admitted trying to set alight parked police vehicles. He pleaded guilty at the district court to one count of attempted arson and another of possessing items with the intent to destroy or damage property after police seized 11 more petrol bombs in his subdivided unit. The judge called the attack planned and calculated as Mr Chan had taken the time to learn how to make petrol bombs online and bought the materials. She said petrol bombs were a dangerous and unstable weapon so a deterrent sentence of close to four years was necessary.
1: The Consumer Council says Welcome supermarkets offer to freeze the price of 300 products lacks transparency. Its chief executive Kitty Wong told RTHK that during a quick search over the weekend, its investigators could find only 100 of the products, most of which are Wellcome's own brands. Ms Wong said the supermarkets should freeze the price of expensive and popular goods, such as infant formula and rice, so more people can benefit. Two major supermarket chains, Park and Shop and Wellcome, are required to pass on to consumers some of the government's anti-epidemic. Funding that they've received, and the government says it's unlikely Hong Kong's borders can reopen in time for the October 1st National Day and Mid-Autumn Festival. The Chief Secretary Matthew Cheung made the comment at this morning's Finance Committee meeting. After DAB Chairwoman Starry Lee asked if authorities would roll out a health code system before October the first to facilitate cross-border travel. Lawmakers are discussing the government's third round of anti-epidemic funding after Friday's Finance Committee meeting was adjourned. The government wants $24 billion for further coronavirus relief measures, including the purchases of COVID-19 vaccines. A former vice-chancellor of the Chinese University, Joseph Sung, has dismissed speculation that he's decided to leave Hong Kong and work in Singapore because of concerns about academic freedom in the SAR. He'll become the Dean of Medicine at the Nanyang Technological University in Singapore from March next year. He said he's taking up the new role because it offers him opportunities to explore and apply artificial intelligence and robotic engineering in the medical field. An employer's group has expressed concern that foreign domestic helpers might be encouraged to switch jobs because they no longer have to pay a fee to come and work here. Chung Man, the chairman of the Hong Kong Employment Agencies Association, was commenting on a new policy from the Indonesian government to ease the financial burden on its workers previously made from Indonesia, had to pay around $10,000 in miscellaneous fees to get a job here. Now, employers must pay around $4,000 of the cost, and the Indonesian government will pay the rest. Mr Cheung said this has increased the cost of hiring a helper from Indonesia from 14000 to $18,000. Overseas now and the New York Times says President Trump paid just $750 U.S. dollars in federal income tax in the year he won the presidency. The paper says it's obtained two decades of Mr. Trump's tax records after a long battle by the president to keep them private. He dismissed the report as fake news. The BBC's John Sopel has more
2: in 2016 donald trump became the first presidential candidate in nearly half a century not to release his tax returns last night the new york times said that it had received documents from multiple sources showing that for 10 of the 15 years it had examined before mr trump became president he'd paid no income tax at all it's bound to be a major issue when he and joe biden hold their first tv debate tomorrow But how much, if any, damage this will do the president is arguable. This time, four years ago, when Hillary Clinton upbraided him over how little tax he paid, Donald Trump replied, that makes me smart. A lot of his supporters applauded.
1: U.S. Democratic Party presidential candidate Joe Biden has again appealed to Republican senators not to rush to confirm Donald Trump's Supreme Court nominee before the presidential poll in November. At a news conference, he urged them to, as he put it, step back from the brink. Just because you have the power to do something doesn't absolve you of your responsibility to do right
2: by the American people. Uphold your constitutional duty. Summon your conscience. Stand up for the people. Stand up for our cherry system of checks and balances. Americans are voting and we must listen to them now.
1: And Mr. Biden said President Trump's aim in trying to push through the nomination of a conservative judge, Amy Coney Barrett, was to scrap healthcare care legislation passed under President Obama. A judge in the United States has suspended an order from the Trump administration banning new downloads of the Chinese-owned video sharing app TikTok. The U.S. government says TikTok is a threat to national security, a charge the company denies. The BBC's James Clayton reports from San Francisco. As the hours ticked by on Sunday, nerves were beginning to jangle. Would the US really ban the downloading of one of the most popular social media apps in the country? Finally, a decision late into the evening. The court would need more time to ascertain whether TikTok was a security risk. The injunction is temporary, however. The ban could still go ahead unless TikTok can do three things. Agree a deal with US companies Walmart and Oracle to create a new partnership based in America, get that signed off by Donald Trump, and then get that approved by the Chinese government. This TikTok saga isn't even close to being over. The United States has joined Russia and the UN in calling for an immediate ceasefire between Armenia and Azerbaijan in the disputed territory of Nagorno-Karabakh. At least 23 people were killed in clashes between them yesterday, the worst for many years. President Trump said the United States would seek to end the violence, and the UN Secretary-General, Antonio Guterres, said he would speak to the leaders of both sides. Pope Francis also raised his concerns about the situation.
0: Sono junte... There have been worrying reports about clashes in the Caucasus. I've prayed for peace in the region and ask the parties in conflict to make concrete gestures of goodwill and brotherhood that can lead to the resolution of problems, not with the use of force and weapons,
1: but through dialogue and negotiation. The number of coronavirus cases in India has crossed 6 million. The latest official figures say more than 82,000 people have tested positive with the virus in the past 24 hours alone. India is the second most affected country with COVID-19 after the United States. An extremely rare ancient sculpture is to be returned to Iraq after it was smuggled out of the country and put up for auction in the UK. Experts from the British Museum tipped off the police when the Sumerian temple plaque was about to go on sale last year. Dating from 2400 BC, the limestone plaque depicts a seated male figure holding a ceremonial goblet. Countries that account for more than a quarter of the world's economic activity are to commit to reducing the global loss of plants and animals within the next ten years. 64 countries and the European Union will launch the Leaders' Pledge for Nature at an event in New York. It recognises the need to balance economic activity with the needs of the natural world and the climate. Finance now and shares in China's biggest chip maker plunged following weekend media reports that Washington placed export controls on the company SMIC. Semiconductor Manufacturing International Court opened down more than 7% at 17 Hong Kong dollars and 10 cents this morning after U.S. companies were ordered by the Commerce Department to seek permission before selling technology to the chip giant. Currencies, the U.S. dollar is trading at 105.33 yen. The euro was one U.S. dollar and 16 cents. The pound is worth nine Hong Kong dollars and 89 cents. A short time ago, the Hang Seng index was at 23,420, 184 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $49 billion. And now with the sports, here's Adam Cheung.
0: The Miami Heat are going to the NBA Finals. They've knocked the Boston Celtics out with a 125-113 victory to clinch the series in six games and set up a championship showdown against the L.A. Lakers. Bam Adebayo scored a season-high 32 points in the win. Miami became the first fifth-seeded team to reach the finals since 1999. Coach Eric Spolstra says his team may have surprised many, but not him.
2: Teams like this uh, are unique and special. Uh, a group that really competes a, a bunch of guys that have been um, overlooked in a lot of ways. Uh, our, a lot of guys in our locker room have been told that they're less than. Uh, they're the anti AAU, or New Age Analytics, where you're trying to figure out what a player can do statistically. These guys just want to compete. They just want to roll the ball out and play and compete. That's one of the reasons that I really, um, really admire and love being a part of this group.
0: Rookie Tyler Hero, who finished with 19 points, played a big part in Miami's fourth quarter comeback.
2: Uh, Yeah, it feels amazing. You know, obviously, you know all year we've been working and working uh, to to get to the finals. Obviously, the the main goal is to win the finals. But you know it's an amazing feeling just to get there, and you know it's you know, it's a big win for us.
0: The Heat are the only NBA franchise with six finals appearances in the last 15 years. They play the Lakers in Game One Thursday morning Hong Kong time. Major League Baseball's 60-game regular season has come to an end. The Milwaukee Brewers were the last team to clinch the playoffs despite losing on the final day. They were beaten 5-2 by St. Louis but secured the final National League wildcard after Philadelphia and San Francisco both lost. The Brewers will face the top-ranked Los Angeles Dodgers in a best-of-three opening round. The expanded 16-team postseason starts Wednesday. In football, Leicester City maintained their perfect start to the English Premier League season with a stunning 5-2 victory at Manchester City. Jamie Vardy scored a hat-trick in the win. Newcastle and Spurs drew one-all. Leeds defeated Sheffield United 1-0. West Ham were 4-0 winners over Wolves. In Spain, Lionel Messi scored in Barcelona's 4-0 win at home to Villarreal. Luis Suarez came off the bench and scored twice for his new team, Atletico Madrid, who thrashed Granada 6-1. And in Germany, Bayern Munich's 32-game unbeaten run is over. They lost 4-1 at Hoffenheim. And that's your look at sports.
1: And to end the news, the top stories once again. An RTHK union plans to meet management to discuss a journalist Nebel Cosa. A teenager is sentenced to almost four years in prison for throwing petrol bombs. And the Consumer Council says welcome supermarkets offer to freeze prices lacks transparency. The news from RTHK. Show with me, Sadia Money. I am here right through till three o'clock, and we have got quite a busy program for you. Just sorting out a few couple of technical things, but let me just tell you what's on. Just after 1.30, we talk innovation and textile. The mills in Cheonwon launched their textile for social good international online competition 2020 and had some really interesting and innovative entries. I talked to the three winners who came up with some amazing products and they're all set to give me a a taste of exactly what it means to the industry, a bit of moving and shaking. After 2 2 p.m., Nathan our fitness coach, joins me online and today he's got some hot tips on how to set yourself up for the day with a perfect morning meditation